All right, all right. So we are back with another episode. We have continued on our theme of special guests, and I will let her introduce herself since this is also her first time uh, coming on the podcast. Hi, my name is Simona Jones. Um, I'm a current DC resident. Um, I do some work in Halsey, former Howard alum. Not former, I am a Howard alum. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm currently getting my uh, master's in public administration at Bowie State. So, uh, kind of work. Snaps to the kids, snaps to the kid. That's what's up. So, Henry, I will let you explain kind of the theme for this episode since you were kind of the mastermind. <laughs> so I will let you kind of let us know what we're going to be talking about. All right, all right. So Henry has been like mad at her crazy. Um, just trying to like focus because you, you know I do this marketing thing and I'm trying to like push content. But like the focus of this podcast on specifically um for us, I seen on a tweet. Um, like she was tweeting a lot in regards to like Brandon dropping out. Um, and I thought that was important, especially for like us as young people, because the one thing that like we did talk about that was happening. In the primaries, it's like a lot of young people weren't turning out. Um, and like statistically, it says like young people between young people and then white women, like we're the determinant factor uh, in this election for real. So um, it's for me, it's important for us to engage with our peers, young people our age who can like potentially impact someone else voting. Um, them themselves voting is like a big deal. Um, so that's why we invited him on her own because, you know, I thought just hearing her opinion um, and why, like, she had certain views, it would be interesting. Bet. So we will kind of get it kicked off with the first uh, question that we have. We have five questions that we're just going to kind of go off of and then just kind of have a general topic on. So, Mona, what was your initial reaction to Sanders dropping out last week? I know Henry and I were kind of surprised that he actually did it at this time. Right. Um, I was pretty surprised, too. I was actually pretty disappointed. Um, I was kind of hoping he would run the length of the race until it was kind of like no room, no, like there was no point of, like to the point of return. But I thought that he was fairly close in all of the polls that had been, um, like all the primaries that had been going up. He was only like, was it 300 or so delegates behind? Which is pretty decent for most like Democratic um, candidates. Like he could have stayed in, but I think it was the fact that the that the states coming up were he wasn't um, projected to win those that he dropped out. But I was pretty disappointed, and I was hoping that he would stay. Um, Why disappointed? I mean, I don't want Biden. I mean, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> okay, so we can talk about that within the same question because yeah. um, last. Our last uh, guest, Gabby, she ha- kind of had the opinion that, like, um, us as, like, because you know it's the young people that don't like Biden, right? Not the older black people, right? Yeah. Okay, so, like, we had the discussion of, um, like, us as young people, we kind of used to mess with Biden when he was, like, rocking with Obama, right? Mm-hmm. But now, like, now we're just like, no, I don't mess with that man. Like, nah. Um, and we had an opinion on that. So before I share our opinion on that, what do you think? Like, why do you think that has changed? I mean, when you know better, you do better at the end of the day. I, I mean, before it was like he was Obama's right hand man. We love us some OBZ. And it was just like, 
he was Uncle Joe. And then when you do that deep dive, when you are considering someone for an ad national to be to step into that role, some things come to light, doesn't work out. That's valid. Uh, that's yeah, cool. yeah I, think, um, I think what you were pointing at was, I think a lot of the timing was interesting because I think when Henry and I would talk about this previously, we did think that I thought he was going to go all the way to the convention, kind of like how he did in 2016. I mean, do you think that he owed it kind of to his supporters to just kind of stay the race? I do think that it's worth noting that I think the whole coronavirus stuff messed a lot of things up for him in terms of like timing. But do yeah. you think he owed it to his supporters to kind of just say like, you know what, I have a steady base. I have a lot of support. I'm just going to keep going, even though he might even though it was definitely an uphill battle, but do you think he kind of owed it to his supporters to just kind of say, you know what, I'm here, I'm just going to see it out? Or do you think it was kind of good that he just kind of said, okay, let's just finish it here? But it seems like you wanted him to go the, go the distance. I mean, I don't think that he owed his supporters anything. Not to say that, you know, he doesn't owe them right, of course. anything, yeah. but I think that that was some, something that he was not owed just because, you know, when you're running a campaign things are just a little different than what people see. Yeah. So um, we don't know what happened behind doors, um, especially like you said, with the coronavirus. Um, if anything, my first thought was maybe he, after the initial disappointment was maybe he thought that it was kind of inappropriate to kind of have that focus on like the presidential campaign and you know still trying to get people out to vote when he was already the person behind. So I think maybe, that could have been a factor, but um, I think that, you know, he kind of, I, I don't know. I think that, you know, I don't think he did owe it to his his supporters that much because, you know, we don't know what happened behind doors. Right, and, I, and I think moving to our second question, which I think was something that I was really interested in. After the 2016 election, Sanders was viewed as the front runner, as, you know, he had the most name cachet. He built a really established brand for himself. Um, but obviously this time around, he finished in the same place in second. What do you think kind of led to him being kind of viewed almost as a front runner before Biden got into kind of slipping back? Or do you just think that it was just kind of natural? Or do you think that there was some reason why he finished twice second? Because I'm still trying to figure that out. I think it's an interesting question. Um, normalcy, if that makes sense. Like, I think that because Biden does kind of have that reputation of normalcy behind him, that um, Bernie would have been someone that caught voters off guard just because of his politics are so more radical and more left than we're really familiar to see. But um, I, without a doubt, thought he was going to get this uh, primary in the bag, uh, to be honest, at first. So, um, I think that's really what it was. I think people see Joe Biden and they see a return to normal. And people don't see that with Bernie Sanders just because of who he is. Henry, Henry you want to say? So, like, um, we've talked about this in the podcast, too, because, like, uh, you said you were, like, certain Bernie was going to get the ticket or whatever. And, like, for me, um, I don't entitle like, myself to be a Democrat. That's one. And then, two, um, like with Bernie's ideas, me personally, I just felt like they were like too, like, you know what I'm saying, too out there um, for the yeah. capitalistic system that's built within the American like society, right? So like for me, like for one, like we see that like a main thing that we see right now that 
Bernie, like one of his like plans and the main thing he was like talking about and like talking about was like free health care for all, right? Mm-hmm. And we see how like in this time of a pandemic where like, <clears throat> excuse me, it would definitely like be beneficial to all Americans to have health care. However, the pharmaceutical industry is so embedded within the American like economy do you realistically think he had a chance because i i could be on some conspiracy stuff but my thing is like like that's like i seen an interview where uh, hillary is saying like biden has the same coalition as she had and to me it's literally like the same thing he was like that too far left like if we do this it's gonna up everything and then you have this pragmatic choice who like has the connections had the reputation, had the resume or whatever have you, but we don't necessarily like this person. Their past decisions or whatever it may have you causes us to be skeptical that they'll actually like make change or like benefit us as black people or minorities or whomever else. Um, do you think that like plays any part in this? Definitely. Um, I think Uh, Just to go back to what you said, like how you weren't sure because he was so radical and left. I think a lot of people were thinking that as well. I think that because of how Hillary lost um, because she was so pragmatic, because she already had that history. I, I was I was thinking that people would want to go even left, even further, you know, just to kind of see, like see what didn't work before. And I think that's a lot of people's issue with the DNC now, and even mm-hmm. with Joe Biden being like kind of the front runner. It's like y'all didn't learn anything from that first election. Right. You know? right. Like this really isn't what people want. want right. you know? So I was thinking that maybe the DNC would have picked up on that and kind of would have really backed Bernie. Um, but um, like you said, you know. People like pragmatic, people like familiarity. Um, so I think that might have been why he ended up being so far behind. That is I definitely uh, agree with that. Yeah. Um, and then kind of to piggyback off kind of what Henry was saying in terms of like him being considered far left. I, I think sometimes he gets the rap of he is very far left, but some of the stuff he's saying is not like it's not yeah. like out of the realm of like possibility for looking like outside this country or you know, other countries have a lot of the stuff that he's advocating for. But I think he did struggle to win over black voters in 2016. And he experienced the same issues in 2020. Um, who, and often older voters who are like our parents, our great aunts, our great uncles, our grandparents are, were the ones who were supporting Biden so thoroughly. But with younger voters, he did struggle. Why do you think that um, Bernie did kind of struggle with black voters? Because that kind of did end up being his downfall. South Carolina kind of was the first blow that then kind of later hit with all these southern states and states that were more diverse that have more black voters more latinos so why do you think that he struggled to actually connect with a lot of those voters because it did seem like if bernie was able to close that margin he would probably be the nominee Mm. well it's interesting though because in 2016 bernie didn't have a black agenda at all um, which is yeah. like why he originally like didn't get the black vote. He wasn't, he was like, well, we're all the same, you know, all my socialist policies going to affect everybody is going to be positive and, you know, that's going to be fine. You know, he wasn't even behind repu- reparations before. So he introduced a lot of these policies now that are really progressive and that we're able to, you know, sway the younger black voters like us, but at the same time, like older black voters are conservative. Like that's something that, in the black community, we should probably be a little bit more honest about. Um, 
Mm-hmm. What do you consider a black conservative, though? Because I was talking to my friend about that, and we had two totally different perspectives. Um, I would say conservative, as in they don't really depend on the government. Um, they don't really believe in the government so much. Not conservative um, in a way of, like, Republicans are very conservative if you know what I mean. But in, a, in more so a way, like, they're still very much behind, like, the idea of Black business. Um, they don't really, really trust, um, they wouldn't even really trust a healthcare for all system. Like, my aunt is a, um, she's like a six-year-old woman. She struggles with leukemia. She doesn't want healthcare for all. She has a great private insurer. You know what yeah, I mean? So there are, um, there are some older, uh, more established, I don't want to put it that way, but kind of in that way, um, Black people have kind of felt like they did pull themselves from the, from the bootstraps. And these are the people that are going out to the polls. Mm-hmm. So they do kind of identify more with a moderate and more with a, and with more, some conservative ideas. Now that they are conservative, but they definitely can find a way to kind of meet that tax, um, meet that that moderate system. I don't think Bernie, I don't think they identify with Bernie at all. And also a lot of, Bernie is a, I mean, we love the feist. We love the feist. That older black people do not like that. They feel yelled at, um, personally. Uh, I think that, I think that Bernie kind of comes off a little harshly, like, hey, you need this, you need that. Like, this is what we're going to do for you. And I think that, it doesn't really resonate with older black Americans the way that you would think that it would. You know what I mean? They've been lived through a lot of times where they were given promises and given, Hey, we're going to tell you what's good for you. And I don't think that Bernie really came off as a voice for them. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's actually a really interesting part that you get to like the tone of his candidacy that it was, I think the strength of it was that it was more, it was very aggressive and that it got people to engage on a very hardcore level among people who were supportive of him. But for those who were kind of like on the fence, it probably turned them off. Um, But do you think that Bernie, do you think that he had, because I would say that the one kind of main critique that I would have of his campaign was that he was very uncompromising. It was kind of like, we're going to do it this way and this way only. And I think that that did solidify mm-hmm. him like a certain number of support, but like I think he was never really able to get beyond like that twenty high twenty kind of range. So do you think that he probably should, with hindsight of that now, he's not going to be the nominee? Do you think that he probably should have tried to like do more engagement among black voters who are a little bit older? Because I think that would be like the one critique that I would have with that he kind of just like he ran this one lane and you kind of have to be able to talk to different people in different ways. And it seemed like he was never really willing to do that. That's my understanding of it, or that's how I kind of saw it. I don't know how you felt or kind of felt about just kind of like how he overall tried to message his campaign. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I don't, you know, I kind of, um, while I don't think that he, that he shouldn't have tried to reach out of it, I don't, I am, so I'm kind of a fan of him running in his lane, you know, yeah. and kind of going, um, going hand there. But um, I think that the more political thing to do would have been to try to reach to that side and, been a l- and be a little bit more compromising. But I think Bernie really wanted to stay true to self, stay on brand, and just kind of go gung-ho. Um, and not to say that I don't think, that was the best thing to do. I mean, clearly it wasn't the best strategy, but I do think it does a lot for his rapport 
to say like he's a man of his word he's a man of his um of his brand of his aggression of who he is you know he's like nothing that comes from bernie is inconsistent which is i think is something really good yeah i mean i think you can say that and and then i'll let henry go but i think he is probably one of the more authentic politicians which is very rare which i did think yeah. got him a lot of like cachet was that he wasn't just gonna if he said it you knew he actually meant it and he wasn't gonna like exactly really care if it got him black Henry, what were you gonna say i know you're about to jump mm-hmm. in um i think that's because I guess my, I come from a more like, like I, 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 do I consider myself black conservative? I don't know, but I don't really believe in the government for it, especially like helping us. So when like saying stuff like that and like Bernie specifically, Noah, you know, I, I never really liked him because he never like directly addressed us. He would like phrase us as those people or the working class mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I personally didn't like that. So like, with Bernie, with him being so like radical and so like, um, I don't want to say stubborn, but what's the word you guys use? Authentic and like, like true to himself. Um, it's, he's stubborn. <laughs> yeah, he is. Bernie's stubborn. Right. So like with that, how could you like be a progressive um, politician if, especially when like Republicans are like, they got the Senate, right? So mm-hmm. with that you gotta like do a little give and take we got the house right now mm-hmm. thankfully but like how how we know like a democrat gaining the presidency isn't gonna have a backlash on like all of that so it, it's stuff like that because like they blocked obama terribly so imagine what they were gonna do to bernie like that was just my whole mindset behind it, it was like he's not gonna get nothing done bye like that was just me that was me personally no i mean i don't think you're um wrong there um, and personally, just like, I mean, have you met, like, normal radicals? Like, not are not even politicians? That's right. You're right. That's, that's <laughs> real. That's real. That's like, real. they don't budge. They yeah. don't budge. Like, honestly. So, I think it's, like, it's kind of a double-edged... He I mean, I don't want to say he wouldn't have gotten anything done. But I think he would have pushed a lot of envelopes that would have eventually gotten things done, if that makes sense. Like, just kind of, like, kept it inching and inching forward if that in, in that way. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, but think about it. Like, how, like, even 10 years ago, how much of us were thinking of health care for all? Or even a, no, I'm not giving that, I'm not giving that to Bernie. I'm not giving that to Bernie at all. I mean, the funny thing but is I'm just giving it to, like, that kind of, like, idea of pushing it. You, you think I could? <laughs> I know. I mean, I think that that's the one, and we'll kind of get into kind of, like, the progressive movement and his legacy. But I think that the one thing that he did do was after 2016, he made Hillary go to the left on stuff. Most of the candidates on the democratic debate supported some type of national health care system. That wasn't, that wasn't just out of thin air. Like that was because they saw him yeah. do it and he had support for it. So I think, I mean, he did push the conversation to his left. And I think that any candidate from now on, that's going to be their litmus test. And if you can't answer that question, you saw Kamala. She yep. couldn't answer her own question about healthcare, and that, among other things, that hurt her. Um, yeah. So I think totally. you had a good point of that. He did like he did actually push stuff to the left for me for sure. And um, I just want to go back to Henry's point of like not feeling seen as someone who was kind of who was like a moderate um, African American. Like you know, I think, and I hate to say it, but I don't think he did want to be seen by you. If that makes sense, like I don't think he was looking for you. Is that I don't think he was. And just, that, that's and that's like you know what I mean. 
That's, like, and that's my problem with him. That's really like, <laughs> like you said, he wasn't checking for me. Yeah, he wasn't checking he was for checking you. Checking for them like middle middle America. Because we talk about this on the podcast again, um, to where like like his supporters, they go like back and forth. They could be Trump supporters or Bernie supporters. And mm-hmm. me personally, I don't understand that because like where are your morals and your values within all of that? That's yeah. first. And then two, um, he wasn't checking for us as black people. And me as a black person, like that's why I didn't vote last time. I didn't mm-hmm. vote in 2016. I openly said that. That's one of the reasons we started this podcast to like help people like me, um, which we're gonna have an interview later this week about that. So we, me and her gonna really get into it. Tune in. But um, mm-hmm. like basically, like I didn't, I, I didn't feel represented. I mean, Trump. Like I don't know this motherfucker. Like he, he a Republican anyway. Like he seemed racist. He's rich. Like I don't vote that. And then boom, all this comes true. Hillary, um, she just stuck up there. So, I, Wait, I didn't hear you went out. Sorry, what you say? I did it on purpose because I was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, she's this like lady that I don't know. I've only mm-hmm. heard like bad things about, and then I'm screaming. People were like telling me about this conspiracy of like her killing Gaddafi and all of that. And I'm like, whoa, like, hold on, wait, he was a good one. So it's stuff like that that like it was just in my head. And I was like, you know what? They got it. He, Trump ain't gonna win. He gonna win. And then I wake up and he wins. So like to my surprise, like that's why I'm so like, oh no, nah, we gotta get this. You know what I'm saying? We, I have to be tuned in at the ball. I have to be. Uh, do anything I possibly can to like help the situation, right? Um, so it like, yeah. No, the funny, I mean, the funny thing is, I actually think, I think Bernie had some issues in communicating directly to black people, but I think a lot of the issues that he brought up would help them the most, even though he probably didn't say it the way we wanted to say it. If that makes <laughs> sense. Where I think like the stuff he was pushing, like minimum wage, student loan stuff that probably would help black people the most out of any other group who are more disproportionately affected by issues such as wage inequality, student loans. I just think his issue was that he presented it in this class warfare type of thing. And I think sometimes you kind of have to like be a little bit more- Read the room. Right. That part, that part. Because I think the one, the, the biggest frustration I had with him was that I think he was he was speaking a lot of to people like us, like our economic interests. He just didn't present it in a way that made it easily understood for us he to be able to say, "Oh shoot, this issue of wage inequality, this this issue of healthcare." This, I think he tried to kind of broaden it out, and I think oftentimes he tried to say like it's it's a us against them type of thing, which I get, which is very much true. But I think sometimes you have to like focus it down and just be like. Black people are not getting mm-hmm. this type of wage. I'm trying to limit that. It's short and sweet and to the point. It doesn't include like a macro theme of how the rich are exploiting people. But I think that's, I think, but I yeah. do think to your credit, I do think that he actually did. A lot of his policies were probably to, would have benefited Black people the most. I just and think I have- he didn't package it in a way that was good for that. Okay. Like, isn't that always the problem? I, and Mona, did you, you was about to say something, I mean, to cut you off. I think we might be actually about to touch on the same thing. Okay, so like I was about to say, that's always the problem with me and politicians and like not even myself, but like why black people as a whole aren't necessarily engaged with politics because one, they're never directly like speaking to us. It's always like 
like Bernie, the working class, these people who need healthcare or so on and so forth. And like, I get it. All of us might fall in the same group, but like, let's say housing, for instance, <clears throat> housing directly, and we take DC, all of us stay within the DMV area. Um, we could take DC, Atlanta, any major city to where gentrification is happening on a crazy basis. They're going into low income communities where it greatly affects black and brown people, right? The government isn't putting any policies or anything in place directly speaking towards like the protection and safety and not like disenfranchisement of that community that has been built, built there. They're literally allowing contractors to come in, rebuild it and like replace, um, displace the people uh, that's, that are there that the community was is for. So it's stuff like that that's embedded within the socioeconomic issues and what Bernie speaks toward that if you don't have a specific plan for it, it's gonna keep happening. That's how like redlining happening with housing and like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Black people getting access to like loans and you know what I'm saying, able to attain some type of wealth. You can apply that across the board from business loans to shit, healthcare, all of this. Like, it's never anything directly, spe specifically speaking toward us. And then even, you want to say black people, I sometimes feel like we need a separate agenda from the, it, I'm going to sound a little um, prejudiced, but the other minorities, because, not because we were here longer or anything like that, but like, one, we greatly contribute to the economy, as do they, but for us, it affected us. It, has affected us in a way in which like it becomes like a ridiculous cycle into which you got three generations of moms living off food stamps in the same like project neighborhood or stuff like that. So I have, I have a couple thoughts about, okay, okay. So I want to talk about what you just said, but I also want to go back to Noah's point. Um, just in the fact that, you know, we did, there is a history of like even just Democrats across the board, not even like progressive Democrats just saying, oh yeah, this will help black people and then it doesn't at all. So if you do not attach a name at all and to not be specific at all, like that is definitely not gonna have people trust you. Mm -hmm. and I feel like Bernie also assuming that we are aware of some kind of, that everybody is knowledgeable of this like classist kind of system is a little bit of a privileged way to approach it. Right. Like you um, to approach, going at an election you know um so and then and then that even goes back to our other point of like there are a lot a lot of even, even, i don't even want to say older black people i want to even see, say people our age are very pick up off the bootstraps so if you're just like hey like minorities oh low-income people they're like mm, well that's not me i work i do what i gotta do you know what i'm saying like they don't that's not something that a lot of people identify just because they're like oh yeah i'm struggling but i'm still working hard so I think that it's, it was kind of like, I just think that his messaging, especially the first round, um, yeah. first go around was not there. But Henry, also I want to talk, talk about what you said about like, oh, now like on some we've been here longer thing. <laughs> what is he so wrong if, you, if we went that way? You know what I mean? Because that's the whole case of reparations right now. You know, we've been here a very long time and we don't have the wealth. Let, let, okay, because I, I can speak directly to that because that's why like, um, so like reparations, is it gonna happen? I don't think so. But like, do we deserve that? <laughs> I personally think so. With that, it comes like, like when I say like, that's why I said I might sound prejudiced because we do, us as black people do need specific plans 
in place because those other my, minorities do. Like for instance, if like an Indian or um, Italian, somebody else come over here, right? And they apply for a business loan. Do you know that like for like five, it's between five to 10 years, the interest on that loan is way lower than what some we would get. So it's stuff like that to where it's set in stone in place to where like other people are benefiting from systems that we don't even have. So like to go to order like question, yeah, we can't argue that longer. Like we've been here longer, we deserve this, but where's that gonna get us realistically? I would, I would almost frame it in the sense of like, if the government spent a hundred something years actively working against our benefit, they should be able okay. to. <laughs> They should That's be able how to I like that. Right. I they like should that. be able to come up with a plan that benefits. Like I think what Henry was saying about like housing was really a book that talked about openly about how the US federal government actively was trying to put black people in certain neighborhoods and keep them from being in certain places. So if they can do that, if they can work against us, then they should definitely be able to work, to work with the, in our interest. Yeah. So Zoom is telling me that we have eight minutes. So I'm going to get to our last, <laughs> like our last general question. This was so good. This was good. We're going to have to have you back. <laughs> yeah, have like, I love the back. Uh, so the last question that we have is, as we talked about, clearly Sanders is the head of a larger progressive movement. Nobody was really talking about a lot of the issues that he was until he arrived on the stage. Now that he's not, his time in presidential politics, I'm assuming is over. Where does kind of that progressive movement go? I'm assuming that he's going to kind of take a different form in that, but kind of, I think he has started a movement, but I think, what do you think about like, how does this all go? Do you think it's more of just kind of the man or is there really a general movement behind, like, where does this all go from here? And I think that's something that I have no idea, obviously. Like, I don't, I want to say that I, I am very grateful for Bernie for stirring shit up. I love it. You know, like I'm, I, I'll group you on that part because yeah. at I, least I we put the that. ideas out there between him and Warren. I'm like, yeah. thank Man, you for it up. I don't. Um, I think that he's the face, but I don't think he's by any means like the most radical out there. I think that there's a lot of on the ground people that are putting in a lot of work. A lot of people that like. I mean, I don't know if you guys know about Bernie's camp, but there are some wildfires. Yeah, like, did you guys hear? Yeah. Yeah, they are some wildfires. So I think that Bernie was one hell of a spark, and I think it's only going to get more chaotic from here. <laughs> uh, I In like the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, I think. And, yeah, no, keep going. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think from now on it's gonna be like he's setting, like he said, he's setting up a litmus test for certain issues, like where if you don't support a national healthcare system people are frankly going to be on your ass if you're not like trying to like if you don't support a $20 minimum wage if you're not for eliminating all student loan debt I think he did to say like here's where it is and if you're not here you're not helping and I think that is kind of good to say like we're going to set the line here and you pick which way you want to go on it and if you don't like we're going to come after you so I do think that actually adds a lot of like clarity which I think we don't have enough yeah. And so much, I, so much Iraq. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Something that's going to hold you accountable, something tangible. You know, um, I don't think we really, I don't say, I don't know, we were young before, so maybe something we didn't see, but I think that he really shifted it. I and um, now that these ideas came from him, 
but I mean, just be able to put it on like a national stage and say, like, this is a reality. This is something that could really happen. It's something that I could really bring as like the president of the United States was just like very dope. And like you said, you know, 2016 and 2020, these have been two completely different democratic like campaigns yeah. that we've seen. Yeah. Um, and that's just dope. But, um, you know, I think Bernie, though, I think his time is up. I yeah. think he's over. He's older. <laughs> he's a lot older. I don't think he's gonna be running for any more um, politics. Like, I mean, he, he 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 gonna have to shut up like Hillary did. I don't yeah, think so. that's the only thing. I don't. Next think question <laughs> to Bernie: Because is he one of the people that just know how to go back in his corner and play his role, or because <clears throat> like if he's still in like the uh, House or Senate, where he at? He's senator. Yeah, I'm tripping. I, I had like a little yeah. slow moment. But um, if he go and play his role there and keep like pushing ideas forth and right and you know what I'm saying, legislation that benefits people and works toward that agenda he was attempting to push, I think that'd be cool. But for him to like attempt to run again and wherever you like he might need it. But uh, for him hang out with his kid. Right. Like, like, <laughs> it's stuff like that to where it's like does that that's what makes me concerned about Bernie, you know? Like does he like know if he can just let it go in, in Right, like do you know limits? Yeah. You, you I gotta think, it's You don't think so no? I think it'll be good if he took know. it. I don't know. I think yeah. I, I think he's just gonna be a shit star, which is fine. Like I think he's gonna like yeah. be like, I'm going to be the furthest left out here on a lot of stuff. Either you're with me and all of these people who support me, or you're not. And I think that's just something that I, and I think he's very aware of that. Like, I'm going to drive the like, conversation behind What does that do for the democracy of America? What I mean, does I think that it brings people like AOC out. Like yeah. AOC and to Rashida Tlaib and Ilan yeah. Omar. I think it gives them a way to like really be uplifted. And these are like the next class of like really progressive like congressmen and people that are taken seriously and gonna be writing the next laws. So I think that him, if he can be a person that really uplifts them, uplifts their platforms and gives them validation as a senior senator, I think that would be a really good way for him to still like, you know, stir some shit up, but still, you know, fall back as an old head. Yeah. So on that note, uh, Mona, we thank you for coming on. If you have, you want to drop your social media or anything that you're doing, anything you're working on, or anything you want to drop for us, now's your time to shine. (laughs) Okay. Um. Well, let's see. Uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Simona Francine. You know, that's my IG or um my Twitter, which is a mess. Uh, (laughs) underscore Black (laughs) Francine. And um, I don't really have anything in the pipeline right now, uh, be, but be on the lookout because some things are coming up soon. But thanks, you guys, so much for having me. This is oh, really sure. great. So you can follow us on Twitter at, and Instagram at WRGOPod. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify, what else are we on? Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. YouTube as well. This video will be on YouTube. So I'm waving at everyone who is on the camera right now or who will be watching. So Mona, thank you very much. Henry, I will probably talk to you tomorrow twice. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Mona. We appreciate you so much. No problem. Thank you.